Welcome to the Outlaw Wrestling Club Podcast with your host, the Outlaw Michael Tomzik. And tonight with me co-hosting the famous, infamous, Whispering Eagle. How you doing, Whispering Eagle? Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be back tonight. I'm, I've been enjoying this, this nice weather, the 60s degrees. Oh, my God, dude. I went to Bryce Cutter and got me... Got me some soda pop and went to Arby's and got me some food. So I'm in a good mood today, but I'm glad to be back. How's it going, everybody? Well, I want to tell everybody, I'm happy that you guys have been hanging out with us on the podcast and stuff. Whispering Eagle might be joining us back for a while uh, on the show. And uh, this next week, I have some major announcements for the show. They're going to come out. Um, I will be announcing them uh, this next Tuesday on the 27th. Uh, So you guys tune in for some major announcements. It also uh, will include not just the Outlaw Wrestling Club, but it includes uh, my entire company, Tom Sick Enterprises LLC. So we have some really cool stuff and cool uh, announcements coming to you guys. But Whispering Eagles, have you uh, been keeping up on all the entertainment wrestling going on? Yeah, I have. I've been keeping up on the WWE, trying to keep up on AEW also, and uh, but uh, this uh, this inter- this uh, elim- elimination chamber matches, uh, it, this looks pretty good this year. Uh, well, with all the guys that's in it, you know, like. Uh, uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Owens and and uh, uh, Logan Paul and and Drew Drew McIntyre and that's just you know just a few you know but it looks really good and the girls the girls uh, elimination chamber match don't look that bad either but after last night when Nia Jax took out about half about every one of the members that's in the uh, uh, elimination chamber match. That kind of makes you think. What's what's she gonna do? Is she gonna enter and take everybody out too? And she ain't even in it, you know. So I don't know. She's a pretty tough old broad now. I'm telling you. Well, speaking of that, about the elimination chamber. So one of the things I wanted to talk about. It is on uh, this Saturday, the twenty fourth. But it is super early in the morning here in the United States. We're talking. I saw times. I think here in Missouri, I believe it is 5 a.m. in the morning is the start time for that show, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I kind of wish the WWE and these pay-per-views, I, I don't mind that they go to foreign countries and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you know, entertainment, WWE is worldwide. So, right. you know, but when they go, like, to Saudi Arabia and they go to, like, Australia and these countries like this, I mean... Do we really want to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning to watch a pay-per-view called Elimin- <laughs> Elimination Chamber? I know, from, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm just saying, WWE, you might want to think about these times. But, you know, the wrestlers have got to do, they, they're going to have jet lag on top of having to get up early, early in the morning. Uh, well, not, not there, but, uh, but still, they're going to have... Uh, it's just, oh man, that's just, that's going to be a pain in the butt, isn't it? Oh my God. Well, they actually, they actually did, uh, SmackDown is actually pre-taped this week. I do know that because it was announced that they were going to pre-tape it because they are going to Australia. Because yeah. obviously Friday night SmackDown, you would not be able to get from the United States to Australia, you know, overnight. Uh, so yeah. it was pre-taped. Uh, Could you imagine, but, you know. What, what got me last night was we had Cody Rhodes versus Drew Bear, Drew McIntyre, and that's a week before the uh, a pay-per-view. Why would Drew McIntyre risk life and limb to wrestle on a Monday night when he's only got four days to recuperate from the from that if he gets injured? I just I just don't know about that guy. Sometimes I, I guess he's just driven by greed and wanting that uh, title so bad that, that he's willing to put his body through anything, isn't he? Well, he's slated to be on Friday Night SmackDown against LA Knight as well. Yeah, yeah. So you know he could have he could have wrestled twice last night. You know, if they're um, going to uh, 
uh, you know, pre-tape uh, uh, that, that that night because you know uh, AEW uh, the on uh, Friday night that one's uh, recorded right after Dynamite. The same night Dynamite's uh, recorded on is just the same crowd uh, on Dynamite is the same crowd that's on Friday night on AEW. And uh, Saturday nights, that one is a, it's a live event. So, but yeah. Well, speaking of AEW, it's it's kind of, they're going to actually be here in Springfield on Saturday the 24th as well. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be televised. Have you heard? Uh, that I don't know if it's going to be televised or not. I know that it is a combination between Rampage and Collision. Oh, okay. Huh. But yeah, I do... But- do want to get down and, and let's talk a little bit dirty about the Elimination Chamber. Now, I don't think there's enough matches on the Elimination Chamber myself. Seems like a really light card to me. Um, you know, but I wanted to, before we talked about Elimination Chamber, because I haven't talked to you in a while, Whispering uh-huh. Eagle, and, and I'd like to, you know, just get your thoughts on a few things. So, I know we talked a little bit about the whole Bloodline and uh, du- Dwayne The Rock Johnson situation so what's your take on the heel turn of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and him saying that he's joining the bloodline now but you know I've I've heard a lot of different things on that you know I've heard that he that you know he did some finger gestures that he thinks that people are thinking that he's getting ready to turn on uh, uh, Roman like pointing his finger out he goes uh, I plan on making you not win your title or whatever, you know, or uh, he also has his finger instead of a number one he has the thumb pulled out and the finger up like he's got a gun, you know, and going to shoot. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure what he's going to do about all this, but I think uh, I just personally don't like the rock anyway. Uh, and Roman, you know, him being such a, uh, uh, you know, such a, I, I don't want to come in this week. I don't want to come in this week, guy, you know. So uh, I just don't like neither one of them. But, uh, uh, but I, I, I'm just kind of disappointed in The Rock, you know, uh, especially the way he handled the Cody thing, you know, calling the people out, calling people that, that wanted Cody as the. Uh, Cody uh, Crybabies. Yeah. The Cody Crybabies. Yeah, the Cody Crybabies. You know that that that's a bunch of crap there. You know I don't care if the Rock Rock is a uh, you know he's a part time heel all the time. You know so, but uh, it just you know the thing is, uh, Cody was slated to wrestle Roman, and then all of a sudden. The Rock walks out and says, "You don't have the match. Let's, let's, you know, go go backstage." So he shakes hands with him and leaves. You know, and I just don't think that was right. You know, I really don't. Because uh, The Rock, he don't, he don't, he leaves and goes makes a bunch of movies and then he comes back and he don't and he uh, and then he, he thinks that he ought to get a special treatment. You know, I just, I, I just, oh. That just hurts me whenever he did, whenever people do that. Yeah, I, I kind of have a tendency to agree with you. I actually wrote a blog on my website. If you guys want to check it out, it's on mtomsick.com. Uh, the blog is entitled, Why the Fans Should Turn on the Rock and Roman and the Bloodline. And I, I'm going to elaborate a little bit on my blog as why I feel this way and why I think the fans should turn on uh, the Bloodline, Roman, and The Rock. And I think also why I think the WWE is just going the wrong direction with The Rock. Uh, having him turn heel and having him join the Bloodline and have him do this, I, I think it's going to be a bad. So a lot of people like you, Whispering Eagle, and I, I know a lot of people don't understand what the board of directors does on a company. But what the board of directors does on a company, and The Rock is one of the board of directors for TKO, but what a what a board member does, is, or what the board members do, is board members are elected by the company 
to protect the company, mostly to protect like the shareholders and investors for number one. But they're they like oversee the management and stuff like that, and they can make suggestions and stuff like that. Now a lot of people think um, on the lines that Rock could actually be Triple H's boss. Uh, you know, the thing about it is there's more than one board member. If I don't know how many, if I remember right, TKO was going to have seven board members. So the Rock is only one of those board members. So for the board to for the rock to get anything done, he would have to get the other board members to vote with him, number one, to do anything to change anything with Triple H. Now I don't know since Vince McMahon left who Triple H answers to, or if he was put like in the position of Vince McMahon. But a lot of people online are mistaking that the Rock could come in and like fire Triple H or get you know tell him to leave. There was rumors. That, that could happen, you yeah. know. Um, well, and The Rock bringing his own people into into the TKO and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not saying it couldn't when, happen, but it would take it would night, take more you know, than just The Rock doing it. Yeah. The other night when Triple H, uh, you know, was on uh, was on uh, SmackDown, he says to her, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, what uh, what do you do whenever you want to? Uh, uh, stop somebody from uh, completing their story. It doesn't matter what you want, you know, kind of like the mocking the rock, you know. And somebody said, Well, the rock better watch out because, uh, you know, I mean, that Triple H better watch, watch out because the rock is his is his boss now. So, you know, the rock's that's that, the so. people's mistake, though. The rock is not Triple H's boss. You guys think because yeah. the rock is on the board of directors. That he's Triple H's boss, but he's not. He's a yeah. he's a board of director member. The board of director members just watch out for the company, guys. He's not Triple H's boss. Yeah. I don't know who Triple H answers to in the company. Um, I might have to look that up. Speaking of TKO, before I get too far, um, I always tell you guys I was going to tell you how that stock was. So a lot of people have been talking about. Did you notice on uh, Monday Night Raw now? How they're bringing out like UFC members, boxing members, and I think even one guy from the rodeo. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that the other night. Yeah. So let's see. We have. Um, we have TKO closed tonight at eighty-five dollars and seventy-six cents. And so that's what they closed on. So let me, let me, okay. So since I have you guys on here, so let me look up TKO. And you guys look it up and say, let's type into Google, is The Rock the boss at TKO? This is the question I'm putting on Google, you guys. He is a... TKR Groups of Holdings Board of Directors. Directors. Um, that is what he does. Um, he gets his trademark. Uh, Ariel Amiel is the Chief Executive Officer of TKO. That is who would be Triple H's boss. Not oh, The Rock. Yeah. Um, the Rock, um, I mean, he does open, he does own his own company, but he owns Seven Bucks Productions, uh, Tequila Brand, uh, Tamela Tequila, uh, Energy Drink Company, Zoa Energy, and uh, the United Football League. Those, yeah, yeah, those he, are, yeah, those he, are what. Does he own the whole thing, or did, or did, did he just merge with the other team? Uh, he merged with the XFL, but that, that's yeah. a different different story for tonight altogether but so I'm just telling you guys you guys out there they're spreading the rumors and and gossip and the out there misinforming people that the rock is uh, Triple H's boss no he's not he's just a board of director member anyway um, going back to uh, our main topic that we were going to talk about let's get down and 
you guys came to the show to talk about the Elimination Chamber. So I do have a blog with the odds uh, on the Elimination Chamber that I put out there. It's just for fun and entertainment, you guys. The odds blog. Uh, it is on mtomsic.com. It is m-t-o-m-s-i-k.com. So, uh, but I have all the matches here. So let's talk about, you mentioned uh, the men's match. So here is everybody that is in the Elimination Chamber as of Monday Night Raw. Um, it is Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. And who I put as the favorite was Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens. Uh, the dogs I have are Drew McIntyre, L.A. Knight, and Logan Paul. So out of all those, Whispering Eagle, who do you think favors the Elimination Chamber? He got the most time in one. Uh, uh, I think he's been in two of the four that they've had, or I don't know how many they've had. But uh, he's been in love, I know of. Uh, I'm I'm going to pick uh, Randy Orton. I think he's I think he's getting close to the end of his time, and I think he'll want to run here pretty soon with the title. So. I think they'll they'll probably either allow him to win or uh, or probably uh, Drew Drew McIntyre. I'm on, I keep wanting to call him Drew Barrymore, but, uh, but uh, I think they'll probably either put Randy Orton or Drew uh, McIntyre in there, or even maybe L.A. Knight. And I don't really want that because I don't really like the guy, but but he uh, you know he has he has. Uh, earned his way into the uh, chamber, so uh, you know I have no problem with it with that. So, but uh, I, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna have to pick uh, Randy Orton. But then again, we have Bobby Lashley, you know, and Bobby Lashley is one bad mother. It, with him being being as bad as he is, you know, he's gonna be hard to beat. I mean, hard to beat. And so uh, I think that he. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have to, uh, I think they'll take him out first since he's the biggest. And then they'll probably take Drew out. And then they'll probably just beat the crap out of Logan Paul for a while and then throw him out. And then the then the, bad, then the really good guys will be in there. and We'll, we'll see a good battle then. But other than that, uh, I'm, I'm just going to have to pick Randy Orton for the night. Uh, before I tell you guys who I think will win, and uh, the direction I think WWE and the rumors I heard were going to go with this. Um, I want to explain how the Elimination Chamber works for all of you guys that don't know. So how it is is they put, uh, there's four pods, and so there's six, six participants total. Four pods, uh, two people start the match, and I believe it's every five minutes. I think Whispering Eagle. I might have to look that up, but I believe it's every five minutes. A I new, a new pod opens, and it's a random order, so it goes like a clock, and the and the lights up, and whatever pod the light lands on is the one that opens. Now, to get eliminated from the elimination chamber, you have to be pinned or submitted uh, in the center of the ring. So all the pods can open, and all the people can be in there. Um, and you either have to be pinned or submitted, then you have to leave the match. So to win the Elimination Chamber, you have to be the last person standing in the ring that has pinned everybody else. And that is how you win the Elimination Chamber. So here's what I'm going to tell you. And I'm actually going to vote for Drew McIntyre. Because what I heard for WrestleMania, this was a story I heard. Some rumors and speculation, you guys are hearing it. On the Outlaw podcast here from the Outlaw, this rumor and speculation, now I remember, rumor and speculation, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. So that's why they've been having Sami Zayn act kind of uh, out, out there, you know, uh, kind of lost, you know, like a lost puppy out there. I was wondering why they were doing that to him, but now I see. Huh. 
Well, that's the rumor. So, so my pick is actually going to be Drew McIntyre to win the Elimination Chamber. Um, even though I would like to see Randy Orton win, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to have Randy Orton. If Randy Orton wins, then um, he would go up against Seth Rollins, which is kind of weird since Randy Orton chose to be on SmackDown and Seth Rollins is on Raw. Um, you know, not right and you know so the only two people really from the only person from raw on the actual in the men's elimination chamber out of all the participants if you think about this uh whispering eagle is drew mcintyre uh randy orton bobby lashley la knight kevin owens and logan paul are all from smackdown so if, right. so if any of them won then they would be going up against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the yeah, Raw title. Have, so. oh, it's at WrestleMania. That's right. They already got, uh, uh, to, to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody, and, yeah, Cody Rhodes and uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. But then again, you know, that they do the same thing with him. He's on Raw, but yeah, he's taking on, uh, 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 Roman Reigns, you know, that's that's kind of messed up. I, I just, I don't know about WWE sometimes, you know, I really don't. Yeah, I think they're more doing that, you know, and it's, you know, I'll tell you something else too, and, and just going back to, I'm back up for a second. Another thing I really hated about The Rock on uh, last SmackDown when he was doing all his chatter and talking about Roman Reigns, he kind of forgets, oh. forgets, forgets the idea that Every time that Roman Reigns has wrestled to, to keep his championship, he's either had interference by Solo, Jimmy Uso, Paul Heyman, or, you know, interference by somebody else, or he's managed to cheat some way to win his matches. In the last match that he faced Cody Rhodes in, he cheated to win. And I just go back to Dwayne The Rock Johnson saying, why should Cody have to finish his story because he lost Roman Reigns? Well, the last time Cody lost to Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns cheated. He had people interfere. And that's another thing I'm going to tell you, uh, Whisper Eagle, and then I'm going to move on to the women's match. But I think the WWE, SmackDown, and both uh, Nick and Adam Pearce and Triple H, they need to put some stipulations on this Cody uh, Rhodes and Roman Reigns match that if The Rock interferes or if Jimmy Uso interferes or, or Sokoa uh Solo interferes, that there will be like some major, major consequences, like you know, suspensions, well, you know, yeah, fines. You me earlier today in Messenger uh, about uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Ad Adius or whatever his name is, uh, the general manager of SmackDown uh, was going to uh, put his foot down and any you know about uh, what Solo and. Uh, and Jimmy did to Jay uh, and uh, Cody last night because uh, that was uncalled for last night. It really was. Uh, I guess they, I guess Roman Reigns and uh, The Rock seem to think that they can get away with uh, murder and, and send their little cronies in and uh, do do their dirty work. You know, uh, and I don't think... Me, I read an article where Solo is undefeated. And uh, since since he beat, uh, 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 oh, what's his name? Uh, John Cena. John Cena. And since he beat John Cena, he's he's been undefeated. I think I think he ought to look into uh, becoming a champion at some point because he's getting he's not getting any younger, but he's not you know he's not old either. He's young, you know, and. Wouldn't that be cool to see? I'd like to see him as champion, but I, he's got to quit cheating before I before I would uh, sign off on that you know, on that idea, you know? Because yeah, I think I think he's too too uh, too awesome of a of a of a wrestler and too awesome of a uh, of a character for them to screw him up by uh, letting him. Uh, Stand over, uh, stand up for Roman Reigns all the time, and not ever going for a title, you know, or, or even standing up with The Rock all the time instead of 
going for a title, being being uh, being his own man, you know. So I think Solo, if you're listening, start challenging for titles, dude. But quit cheating too, you know. Uh, have him write write you a better character or something, you know. Uh, not a character, but better. Be a better character than the character you're being wrote, written at, you know, written about. So that's all I got to say about that. Well, yeah, no, I, I that's a, a good uh, analogy there, Whispering Eagle, and, and I, I can't say I disagree with you on that. And I'm going to get back here, and, and let's talk about the women's elimination chamber. I thought it would be a good match, too. A little bit shock here I want to talk about, too. So, again, uh, the women's elimination chamber works just the same way as the men. Four pods, six entrances. Uh, the pods go around and open, have to be pinned or submitted to... Move on. So we have Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. So who's who's your pick out of those to win the Elimination Chamber? Out of all of that, since she came back, you know, they seem to want to push the uh, no lat posing... uh, uh, Mexican Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, I'm laughing at her because when she does her lat pose, you know, there ain't no lats for her to pose, you know. And <laughs> I was talking to Kevin last night. I go, hey, look, there's that no lat, no lat having poser. Like he's just died laughing. He goes, I agree. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, she. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to pick. I'm just going to have to pick uh, uh, Raquel, even though I, I, you know, Liv is back. You know, that's my baby doll. But uh, I'm still going to have to pick uh, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. I'm just, I'm just going to do that. You know, hell, she beat 30 women last night for the chance. So we're just going to have to see what she does tonight. Well, I like Ra- Raquel Rodriguez in this match. I, I agree with you there, Whisper Eagle. I do like her. Uh, I did not give her the highest odds to win. That Well, I actually did give her pretty high odds to win. But I think WWE might take a twist on this. And, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I think because WWE is bringing up a few superstars from NXT, and I, I'm predicting, and a lot of fans would love to see Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, but I'm thinking somehow, some way, that Tiffany Stratton is going to win this Elimination Chamber match. Well, I thought I thought about that too because she's coming. She just she just made it into the uh, main roster. But you know what? The thing I don't understand is where the heck is the uh, is the brand new muscle bound woman? You know the one that nearly tipped off everybody's head the other night whenever she was in the office signing the contract uh, and she goes I know you just sit and mess, mess around with my bit and uh, while I'm doing business like that you know and, uh, and so he asked them all to leave because they, she was about ready to tear them apart and that's that uh, black girl from uh, AEW they just got they just acquired what's her name uh, Jade Cargill Huh? Are you talking about Jade Cargill? Yeah, Jade Cargill, yeah. I was really surprised that she was not in the Rumble. And I'm, I'm surprised that she um, was not as part of this match. Now, they did do, there was one elimination chamber, and I don't remember what year it was, and I don't remember if it was the men's or the women's match. I want to say it was the men's match, but they actually added extra people into the match. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there was there was one elimination chamber. I have to go back. Let me now. I have to Google it real fast. Uh, let me look back here and see if I can find see, it. They've, they've only been doing the women's elimination chamber for I think this is like the third year they've been doing it now. So I think. Don't quote me on that, but I don't. I you know they just yeah, whenever Stephanie started that girls movement in wrestling is when they started doing all the uh women's uh 
uh, elimination chambers and the women's uh, battle, uh, battle uh, you know, uh, battle royal and uh, uh, all all the women's major matches like that. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know how how is, uh, how long has it been? Is this like the third or fourth one that they've been that they've done? You know, the women have anyway. So yeah, it's on YouTube. I don't remember what year it is. If you guys want to look it up, there was one year that it was more than six participants. So I kind of wonder uh, if, if possible, maybe if Jade Cargill will. If now, if if Jade, I would have picked Jade hands down uh, for that. I really, I don't really understand that the whole WWE thing with her either, Whispering Eagle. To, to be honest with you, because um, I mean, yeah, I mean, why why buy somebody from? Uh, from A AEW and uh, well, not buy them, but pay them good money to come to your organization if you're not going to use them. You know, they used her one time and that was in the uh, uh, Royal Rumble. You know, that was it, and uh, they haven't used her since. And uh, is she still training? I mean, she picked up Nia Jack and put Nia Jack on her butt. That's a strong woman right there, you know, and that's a big woman that she picked up. So I think they ought to put Jake Gargill in this match if they can't find some way to do it. But yeah, I'm not really it. sure why Jake Cargill's not been added to the Elimination Chamber. That's, uh, I had that question myself, and, uh, you know, it's an interesting topic because you know, she was brought in, and she's only been in the Royal Rumble so far. She hasn't really faced anyone. The only thing I can think of is that maybe they're going to set up Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill at WrestleMania because a lot of people would, would like to see that match, and that probably would be a really good match to well, see. Well, Miz, that's, uh, yeah, that, uh, that, um, what's her name you just mentioned? Not, not Cargill, but, uh, um, my, my, my brain ain't working great tonight, um, Oh, oh shoot! Uh, Air. Bianca Belair is you know since she's labeled to be a body you know a strong woman, so yeah that 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 looks like a good idea. That would probably be a good idea. Have her have her uh, debut uh, fully from WrestleMania. They've done that before. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. Jay Cargill will definitely have a match at WrestleMania, whether it's. Yeah. Against Bianca Belair, or, um, you know there there could be another way. And they, I think most people, and but Charlotte Flair got injured, so most people. I think the original storyline that most people wanted, because when Jade Cargill was over in the AEW, her and Charlotte Flair were shooting messages back to each other that they wanted to fight each other. So I think a lot of fans out there really wanted to see the Jade Cargill versus Charlotte Flair match. I don't yeah. think I don't know the timeline for Charlotte Flair's return if it is before April 6th and 7th I mean we've only got after this pay-per-view that only gives you like about a month so yeah um you know I'm, I'm not really sure of if that may be a possibility for Wrestlemania or not but if not I would definitely love to see Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill at Wrestlemania so let's yeah, talk I about think, the. I think Charlotte Flair's husband mentioned her last night, whenever he was doing his uh, uh, his promo. You know, uh, he said to her, "My wife," like that. I was like, "Hey, yeah, he's married to uh, Charlotte Flair." I forgot about that. You know, but but yeah, uh, I like I like I like that guy. You know, he 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 goes back to his roots. He just don't wear a mask. You know, but he has them. You know, he has them if he wants to wear them. But. Alright, well, one of the matches on Elimination Chamber right now that they have uh, posted up is a WWE Undisputed Tag Team title match. Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne and uh, Tyler. Uh, what's your what's your take on this match, Whispering Eagle? That's going to be a tough match, but with unless uh, the general manager... Uh, Bars the other two dumb nuts from uh, uh, from that uh, faction away from the ring. Yeah, those other guys have no chance in hell to get that title. So 
Uh, and you're talking about Dan, uh, you're talking about Dominic Mysterio and uh, JD McDonald. Yeah, if they don't ban them from the or ringside, and uh, the two, uh, those guys ain't got a chance in hell to get a, get that title. So uh, I'm going to have to pick, uh, you know, uh, uh, Finn and uh, what's his name, Damian uh, Priest. Yeah, but if they do ban them, it's going to be a good match because those other two guys are very, very talented and they are very good. So uh, I, I'm going to have to pick Dom, uh, Dom you know, the, uh, oh, uh, shoot, what's his name That's again? Day. I'm going to, yeah, Finn Balor's team and I'm going to pick them in this. Yeah, Judgment Day. Yeah, Judgment Day, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think judgment. <laughs> I kind of think judgment day will retain too, and and I have to say this, I kind of think DYI should have been in this match and not Pete and uh, Tyler. Uh, this whole change. Yeah, exactly. I do too. I felt the same way whenever they got beat. I, I was like, man, why did they do that to them? Those guys have been working hard to get where they're at, and here they have to give it up to somebody else. That just was not right. Well, you know, the fact is is that it kind of irritated me a little bit as a fan. It's not that I don't like Pete Dunne, and it's not that I don't like Taylor, but it kind of irritated uh, me as a fan that here we're anticipating DYI going somewhere, and then all of a sudden they take two people from NXT and decide to push them on SmackDown, and then all of a sudden they're now in the Tag Team Championship match at Elimination Chamber. I'm just, I'm not really a big fan of Pete Dunne and Tyler, um, so I kind of, I'm not a huge fan of Judgment Day either, but I, I at this point, Whispering Eagle, I hope Judgment Day actually pulls off a victory, and oh, yeah. that's who my prediction is for Elimination Chamber. So there is one yeah. more match in Elimination Chamber that uh, has been announced. And like I said, this is kind of a short card because this only there's only the elimination chamber matches and uh, these two two matches on the card so far. Uh, the WWE Monday Night Raw Women's Title Championship match: Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's right. That was announced, wasn't it? It was. Oh, I'm gonna have. After I seen what Nia Jax did to all them women last night, holy crap. And Rhea Ripley's tough too, but man, I'm going to have to pick Nia Jax over that. But I'd love to pick her, but then again, I get this feeling that WWE is going to screw the Nia Jax and, uh, and pick the other heel over that heel, you know. So uh, I'm going to have to pick Rhea Ripley on this one. Yeah, I think, I don't know, this ought to be a good ma good match uh, between Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley. I have to agree with you, I think Rhea Ripley, if does retain it, especially if they're going to plan in the Elimination Chamber to have Becky Lynch win it, because a lot of people would love to see Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. Um, but it kind of also speculated out to the Elimination Chamber, because... One thing I want to remind you guys of is that Triple H came on and said, you know, this is a new era for the WWE. Uh, we're going to be do, doing things that you are not going to expect. So I kind of wonder, you know, you got two nights. You got about 16 matches, about five to six matches on both nights. So you got between 12 and uh, 15 matches on for WrestleMania depending on the matches you set up. So, you know, you got to get some uh, things going on there. You know that all the titles are going to be up for grabs. Um, so you know that Gunther's gonna, title is going to be up for grabs at WrestleMania. And you know um, Bailey's already, already picked Io Sky for WrestleMania. So we, so we, know, so we already know those. So, so really you got... You got Roman's is set with Cody. You got Io is set with Bailey. Um, the winner elimination champer, champ is going to be set with Seth. So, you know, the only other title out there 
that really is not set is Gunther's IC title. And then um, you got um, Logan's U.S. title that hasn't been set for, for WrestleMania as well. And I, I see a rematch with Kevin Owens coming for, for that. So speaking of AEW, uh, a Eagle, and you've been following a little bit. I know you're follow AEW a little bit more than I do. So uh, what's been going on with AEW? What have you been liking or disliking about AEW? Oh well, uh, you know, back in the back whenever, uh, oh uh, when uh, MJF was, you know, tag teaming with. Uh, Alan, Adam Cole, uh, you know, Adam got hurt, and he was gone for a long time, you know, and during that time, MJF just kept getting, his friends kept getting, uh, what well, friends he had, kept getting attacked, and he kept getting attacked by, by these guys, and, and they kept trying to figure out, who's the devil, who's the devil on AEW? And guess who it was? It was his old buddy Adam Cole, and I called that from the beginning. And and uh, Adam Cole is still, you know, in a wheelchair. He's still waiting to, to get cleared to wrestle 100%. From what I hear, his girlfriend or wife, whatever she is, Doc Doc, Doc Brick Maker, she's on her way back here pretty soon. So, um, uh, pretty much the same old a different day you know uh, they don't they're, it's the same guys just like on WWE the same guys wrestle the same guys every week you know and I guess it's cause they ain't got many guys to wrestle each other no more you know like Sting the next pay per view Sting is Sting's last match but right now he's a him and uh, Darby Allen are uh, tag team champions and they just got uh, got their butts handed to them the other night by the uh, young guns or whatever they call them. Uh, um, I forget what they call them now, but but it's uh, these guys that they're like they're like high ups in the AEW. They're they're executive vice presidents and and they still wrestle for titles. I don't understand that because Cody didn't do that when he was executive vice president. So. Yeah, so I'm looking at, so we have a pay-per-view coming up for uh, AEW called AEW Revolution, which I believe is on March 3rd. So here's some of the matches for that. We got Sting and Darby Allen, like you said, versus the Young Bucks. Uh, we got the AEW International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. Uh, we got the AEW World Championship, Samoa Joe versus Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, we yeah. got the AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm versus Deanna uh, Ferrazzo. Uh, we have the Continental Crown Championship, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. Uh, we have Will Ospreay versus Kanoski uh, Tathaka. And then um, that's about all the predicted matches they have for the Revolution card. Speaking of Tony Storm, she is the weirdest person on there now. Her, the new persona she's got is she's supposed to be a 1930s actor, actress that turned into or 1940s whatever you know when it was black and white movies you know and uh, and uh, is is uh, I call her Mommy Dearest because she I mean they. That's what, what it looks like, you know, and, and they turn everything black and white whenever she comes on, you know, and I'm like, well, that's crazy, you know, but, uh, but yeah, uh, she's kind of weird, but she's a women's champion, so she's doing something right, and, uh, uh, but other than that, uh, uh, we still have the Blackpool Combat Club, you know, on there still, and, uh, I think that some of, uh, some, uh, somebody else is, yeah, I think, maybe going to be joining them here pretty soon. He, he's another foreigner, you know, so. But, yeah, that's about all I know about to talk about wrestling. Oh, Joe, uh, uh, Joe, uh, Samoa Joe, he's going to be taking on, I think it's going to be a triple threat for his title. 
uh, in that same pay per view. Yeah, I did mention that, Joe. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Samoa Joe. I don't know if he if that's going to be a good match or not because I I don't know if Joe's getting tired or if he wants to continue to be a champion. So you know we we'll have to see on that. Now, have you heard any news? Uh, I saw that Tony Khan was supposed to be making some big announcements again soon, and a lot of people thought it was going to be about Mercedes Monet coming over to AEW, possibly showing up at AEW Revolution. That's what we, what a lot of people are speculating, but I'm not, I'm not going to say yay or nay on that because I haven't heard anything. Uh, I keep falling asleep in the middle of the match or the middle of the show sometimes and, and I'll be sitting there talking to my friend you know our friend Kevin and and all of a sudden I hear my my phone ring uh, you know letting me know that somebody's talking to me I'm like oh shit you know when I wake up I'm like oh okay yeah uh, that that was a good match that I, I wasn't really watching <laughs> but yeah uh, but yeah it uh, I don't know about the Monet, but I'd like to see her come there. But, you know, they said that uh, that's one of the reasons why Britt Baker's coming back is because of uh, the rumors that uh, Monet may be coming back pretty soon. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it's I, You know, you guys really got to get me following AEW more and get me talking about AEW more. Um I just don't follow AEW enough to really besides like follow the, the news and media like what's online. You know, I, I did the last podcast, I called out Tony Khan because I just kind of feel like, you know, someone needs to reach out to him and kind of shake him up a little bit because I, I think they need to reach out to their fans and people a little bit more. It's really well, the hard. Thing is, the thing is, whenever we, whenever we try to do stuff like that, those people that that don't ever listen to us fans are the ones whose shows are going down the drain. You know, like look how how bad. Okay, if if, if WWE was to listen to its fans and, and do what we want it want to happen, right? WWE would be so much bigger than what it already is. You know. Uh, they, they wouldn't have needed Vince McMahon, you know, the fervor, and or uh, now, you know, we no longer. I guess they're going to take all, all the facts that Vince McMahon had anything to do with WWE and uh, that Brock. They're taking the history of Brock Lesnar out of the AEW. I mean, out of the w, uh, WWE also. So, you know, he don't he don't exist in the WWE no more, and I don't know about Vince McMahon. From what I hear, they've taken everything uh, about Brock Lesnar off. So uh, even on, on you know on the on the beginning where it says, uh, "Is he then uh, yesterday and now?" You know uh, at the beginning, and shows all the old wrestlers and he used to be on there. They've taken that little little spot that he has and put uh, L.A. Knight in that spot. Do you think it would be a possibility of Brock Lesnar showing up on AEW? If I was Brock Lesnar, I wouldn't do any of that. I don't know if he's able going to ever be able to do any kind of wrestling organization anymore because there ain't no females that would want to be on in the same organization as he would be uh, because of what he did. From what I've heard that he did is he used that girl as a sex slave. You know, and uh, I don't know why, because he had the most beautiful wife in the world. And but you know, uh, Vince McMahon gave her gave her to him to keep him in in the WWE. You know, so and, and you know Brock wasn't really wanting to do it, wasn't really wanting to stay. But Vince McMahon said, "I'll give you this, and I'll give you her, I'll give you whatever you want." You know, and so. That's why he was in there for as long as he was, and was able to take off as long as he he did whenever he wanted to take vacations or whatever. So I don't know. All, all but all history of him is being wiped out from what I hear. So 
Well, yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting, uh, you know, at, at the end of the show to bring up. <laughs> See, again, we, we were trying to shoot in the show with AEW, but we ended up talking about WWE. Anyway, guys, I hope um, I want to mention a few things before we leave the show tonight. Um, I appreciate everybody listening to the Outlaw podcast, uh, the Outlaw Wrestling Club, uh, Living Life with the Outlaws, Healthy Food for a Healthy Life. Uh, you guys um, also check out my blogs at mtomsick.com. Uh, I want to mention that I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, stuff this weekend if you guys want to check out uh, some of the YouTubes, Facebook, Instagram, uh, X, Twitter. I've been on X, Twitter on Fridays and Mondays now. I've been joining X, Twitter on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdowns. I've been talking to a lot of people uh, on X, and I really appreciate all you guys on X that have been communicating and talking with me live on the computer while we're watching Friday Night Smackdown and um, Monday Night Raw so I appreciate all those guys um, I will be posting the results of Elimination Chamber on Saturday I'm not going to tell you I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and watch it even though I usually am up at 5 but I probably will get up and watch it just because I usually am up by that time um, but um, anyway I just want to say thank you everybody and I hope you guys tune in this next Tuesday on the 27th as I make some major announcements and some major changes coming not only to the Outlaw Wrestling Club podcast, uh, but to Tom Sick Enterprises LLC. Um, I have some really good news for you guys, some good things to say. And uh, I think you guys are going to be a little bit shocked and surprised and happy. And um, just want to talk to you guys. I know you guys love the wrestling show and stuff like that, uh, but there are going to be some other podcasts on the Outlaw Podcast channel. Uh, it's going to include some UF, uh, our Arena Football League, and uh, March Madness, and uh, some possible other things that I have going. I have another uh, program called Down and Out in America. You guys can join uh, Living Life with the Outlaws. Um, I have a new thing called uh, XR Sports that's going to be coming out here uh, probably within the next month or so. And I hope you guys will enjoy that. It's all about extreme sports in America. Some really wacky and weird sports on there. Like, uh, Whispering Eagle, have you ever heard of a sport called wife carrying? What is it? Carry your wife. Oh, no. That our, sounds like fun, though. Our rolling, che- our rolling cheese down a hill. Yeah, I've heard of that. So these are the kind of sports that, that XR Sports is going to be involved in and doing... Yeah. Um, so you guys can start There's checking it out. That, roll, that guys roll down the hill too, and, and by the time they get down there, they hope they're still alive. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, you guys, I just want to say I appreciate everybody joining uh, the Outlaw Podcast. Thank you, uh, Wish Bernigo, for co-hosting with me tonight on the Outlaw Wrestling Club podcast. And I want to say thank you to everybody, and just become outlaws because you're wanted. I hope you guys. Enjoy the Elimination Chamber this week. Oh, one last thing I will say. I did tell you guys this. AEW is going to be in Springfield on Saturday. As far as I know, it was not sold out the last time I checked. So if you're in Springfield, Missouri area and you like the AEW, you might want to check out the show for Saturday night. And anyway, guys, become outlaws because you're wanted. We love you, brothers. Goodbye.